What's up, everybody? <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Shut Up. Keep going. I'm Cindy Goodman. I'm Kate Franklin. And this is an episode where we explore our internet curiosities. Do you want me to do that sometime? You can always do it. Always jump in. Okay. I just was never sure if you wanted to do it. Well, we'll see. You're always welcome to. Okay. We share the stage. Yeah, um, we do. We're kind of in a hurry and in terms of recording this episode so no banter just getting into it okay um okay go oh that actually goes with my topic go fast Mm. midnight club have you ever heard of that no okay so it's actually mid space night club and it ran from 1987 until 1999 the midnight club was one of the most notorious and highly respected street racing clubs to ever grace the wangan highway between tokyo and yokohama whoa so it is a japanese street racing club okay and um it is said to be essential knowledge for any fan of the japanese street racing scene of the late 80s and 90s japanese car culture so founded founding i actually so i picked this topic oh i just realized we did this second um we're recording this week's this episode and the last episode on the same day but fast and furious f9 just came out a couple days ago and so that's what inspired me to do this topic Did you see it? we're seeing it on sunday are you a big fast and furious i man? love fast and furious i so before i feel like i was like this is not high art like this is not film and then like the more that i watched it, i'm just like this is the best thing i've ever watched in my life like it's so fun and i feel like it knows what it is yeah and it like goes hard sure and so i'm just like i'm here for this i love it okay I've never watched any of them. Oh, they're so fun. I mean, one is good. Two is not. Three is my favorite. How many are there? Nine. There's actually more than nine. There's 10, 11 kind of. Wow. So there's 10 because there's there's nine mainland films. And then there is Hobbs and Shaw, which is a spinoff with yeah. The Rock and Jason Statham that came out a couple years ago. Sure. Yeah, it, it's a lot, but it's like so it's like a soap opera sure. and like it's so ridiculous. And mm. it just again, it like knows what it is. And so yeah. it does it really well. And it's actually interesting because I was reading an article about how Fast and Furious, it was a Hollywood producer that was saying that like it really paved the way because the cast is so diverse. Mm. And it was one and it I feel like it happened like very organically, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I want to say it's Universal's highest grossing franchise. I think that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Which is wild. Yeah. So. I, um, didn't never run. <laughs> I met with, like, randomly the head of technology for Universal mm-hmm. for this, like, thing I was doing. And he said that the last Fast and Furious movie, um, because of the pandemic, uh, and like people working from home, there was a translator in some Eastern European country who was translating the movie for subtitles and her boyfriend pirated the movie and released it to like half of Europe. <laughs> oh my gosh. Did they sue her? I mean, um, if they know it's- he didn't say he was really nice. So I didn't think he wanted to seem like an evil guy, but he seemed really stressed out by it. Because I was like, oh, how is the pandemic for like Universal? And he's like, it's been a nightmare. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah. What a horrible boyfriend. I Unless know. she was like in on it, too. But like she might she might have been. Wow. You could make a fast buck for that. Yeah. 
I didn't even realize I was doing that. Yikes. That's comedy. Uh, but so, yeah, that's why I decided to do this topic. Okay. Um, and one of my favorite characters who shows up in Tokyo Drift, he is back. And so I was like, Japanese car racing, let's go. Okay. Uh, so it was founded in 1987 on a strong code of ethics to prevent any members of the club from endangering a member of the public or any other members of the club. Okay. Uh, to get in, you had to have a car capable of going over 160 miles per hour, but this would put you in the back of the night club of the midnight club because the club used to race along the Wangan Highway at sustained racing speeds of upwards 190 miles per hour, which like I feel like I don't know about you, but I'm like okay, like whatever. But then when I realize it's like sometimes you're going like really fast on the freeway, and I'm like shit, I'm going 90, like I'm going so fast, it's too fast, and then I'm like. Yeah, that's so fast. Caleb got pulled over for going 70 on the freeway in the desert. Does that suck? That sucks, but that happens, man. Yeah. It sucks. Don't speed. Don't speed. Do weed instead. Just kidding. It's legal hate- here. But also, like, do that's unrelated. Just rhymed. Okay. So um, once you're accepted into the club, you become an apprentice member for the first year where you'd have to attend every single meet to keep your membership status and eventually become a full-fledged midnight racer. Okay. Um, And only 10% of their apprentices would go on to become a true member. Ooh. Um, I hope they had like jackets. I don't think they did because I feel like if I'm learning anything from this, it's that they're like very under the radar. Mm -hmm. Um, But... They're classy. The Midnight Club only operated on a first name basis and didn't allow club members to chat about each other's per- professions in an attempt to keep a basic level of anonymity between them. Oh, that's classy. I love that. Right? Discreet. Discreet. Well, and I love the idea of all of these like members just like meeting up and everyone only knows each other on the first name basis and they're all just banded by the idea that they love cars and racing. Like, I think that's cool. Yeah. We need more secret societies. Absolutely. I would say we should form one, but like it's not very secret if I just announced that and also that I know you very intensely. Well, some of them, I think, know each other really intensely. Oh, okay. But yeah, the only secret societies that I know, well, I guess they're secrets because they're usually illegal. Because so I was going to say, I feel like fight clubs, like a secret society. The One of the lamest things about, I'm going to piss a lot of people off, smart people, so it's fine. Um, Yale, that's like a big part of the Yale. I mean, I guess it's like a, ivy league thing mm-hmm. but they have secret societies and it oh, so did USC. so lame no but like you have like you're like pretty much like you're in one if you go to yale oh. and it's very much Is like Caleb a ranking one? thing he was in one i don't know if i can like say which one i don't i don't know how they work but it just sounds really lame <laughs> oh because usc had skull and bones which was like oh a- yeah that, that was at yale too yeah and it's like it's really like, like fucked up yeah they had the skull of geronimo and like apparently they fly Maybe I shouldn't say this. I don't. It, I'm sure it's on the internet. They fly out like the new members to George W. Bush's ranch because like he was a part of it. Mm-hmm. Did you know that? Yeah. Oh, that's like a thing. Yeah. Oh, so maybe it's not just. I a, really like secret societies, though. So oh, I might just know that because I've like oh, read about it. Someone mentioned we should do Bohemian Grove. What's up? I'll do it. <laughs> it's a it's a secret place. Ooh. I love that. Okay. I'm just um, telling you I read that. Okay. So they only keep things on a first name basis. And if you join the club with a friend, you are encouraged to keep tight lipped uh, in the presence of other members. So Do they you get just, a discount though. I'm not sure. They did, I didn't see anything about initiation fees. Bogo. 
<laughs> Sorry. <laughs> is Payless shoes still around? Because so. when I <laughs> how come when I think of Bogo, I think of Payless. I feel like they always like had a, a big thing. They always like how did they? That's probably why they're not still around. Is because they always had Bogo. <laughs> it's like we can't this and can't keep this up. We have no shoes left. Because I remember I had to get choir shoes, and I like went over there and we got it. And then my mom was like, "Will you get one?" Like you can get one. So some of the m- most distraught moments of my life were at Payless oh, because really? I would just like be like, my mom loved like that was where we would get our shoes growing mm-hmm. up, and I would go through the whole store. This is how I knew I was annoying. I would go through the whole store and be like, I hate all of these shoes. There's not one pair of shoe in the store that I would like to wear, and then my mom would force me to get one, and then I would never wear it. Oh, no, I must have because how would I have shoes? Maybe you just like resented wearing them yeah i was just like <laughs> pay less shoes bogo um yeah i mean and it makes sense because if like two members are like really chummy then it might encourage other people to be chummy and then you're you're just all chummy. getting in too deep oh um bad. well because it's illegal so oh, like it's like true. that's the whole thing is that this like street racing is super illegal and so like if you are caught you don't want to endanger the fact that you know other people other members yeah um, so only on two occasions has a member's profession been revealed. Um, in an interview, it was both in an interview for the magazine Max Power, where it was revealed that a driver of an FD Mazda RX-7 was a property developer, and the driver of an R32 Skyline GTR ran the family car sales business. Mm. Alex really likes Skyline GTRs. Uh, it's believed that a lot of the long-standing established Japanese tuning shops are owned or were founded by previous members of the Midnight Club. Like I just this like made me it's really exciting, exciting yeah. like excited to read about it, and I was just like, oh my gosh, this is so cool that this stuff exists. Yeah, I love it, and the fact that I feel like I mean, granted, I'd imagine this interview came from. I think it actually might say it came from like an interview with like a former member, so like, you know, That's legit. But um, the fact that they like base themselves on this code of ethics that it's like they can't endanger the public or other people it just seemed like it was very purely like there's a certain purity around just like we just really like racing cars yeah which i thought was cool so meetups to organize i really liked this to organize a meetup the club leader would agree at the previous meet that all members would look for a specific type of advertisement in a local newspaper specified by Mm. the leader so these advertisements would contain secret messages that the members would look for to know when and where to meet up. I mean, I guess if you didn't know what you were looking for, then it doesn't seem obvious, but like it provided an example and I'm like, so, okay. So quote for sale, small handbags at discount prices. For more information, I am available for meetup at Daikoku parking area on Thursday between 11 PM and 2 AM. Thank you. So it's like, we're definitely street racing. Like what? That's so sketchy. Why would you, if you wanted to get like a small handbag, why would you meet somebody at a parking area in the middle of the night? I have no answer. I was going to come up with something. I can't. No. So this would run in the local paper and would let members know that the meetup will happen between 11 p.m. and 2 a.m. Why would they not? Okay. Just a a suggestion Mm -hmm. to the members. Why would you not say AM and just have it switch? That's a good point. Mm. This lady thinks I like I have it. A masters of fine arts. 
Um, but so you, it would happen 11 p.m. and 2 a.m. on a Thursday at the Daikoku parking area, which would be, which has become a dedicated area for street racing gangs to meet up in the city and became a mecca of the Japanese car scene. Why would they not invest it? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so I feel like it's like, okay. Yeah. Um, and then now we're at the end of the Midnight Club. This is actually kind of sad. Oh. So I'm going to butcher this pronunciation. Sorry. Uh, local Baso busozoku biker gang which is quote a motorcycle gang culture in japan based on rebelling <laughs> i don't know if that was like a rough tra- translation what, like charity <laughs> um decided to try and play with some midnight members on the wangan as they were racing and so a few of the members from midnight city decided to chase and race between the midnight club and busozoku began the, the sentence I just say that made no sense to me, but okay. I'm so with you. a few basically the like biker gang was kind of messing with the club, and so some of the club members decided to chase them and do a race between them and the bikers okay. to probably like I'm with you pride or whatever. So because obviously their cars are really fast, uh, the Basozoku members led the group into a high traffic area, and there was an accident that killed two members of the mm. Bososoku club and hospitalized eight motorists, oh my God. six bystanders, and two presumed to be midnight members. And so what I thought was so interesting, though, is like the code of ethics. Presu- this is like making a lot of mm-hmm. conjecture, but um, is that it hospitalized eight motorists but because like no one was going to rat out or like identify who was who that it's like they don't they didn't even really it's just too presumed to be midnight members they don't even know oh for sure you know yeah which i thought was interesting wow they take it to the grave Oh, yeah. So cars involved in the gang were hidden away or destroyed, and members are still reclusive today and don't talk about the club or any activities they took part in. Whoa. Isn't that cool? I love that. Isn't it cool? I want, like, a movie. I'm sure there's a movie on, in like, about this scene, but, like, I want, like, a modern-day movie. Like, isn't that how Fast and the Furious is? No. Oh. (laughs) They, like, save the world from bombs. (laughs) From, like, terrorist organizations. With cars? (laughs) they just drive fast dude that's what i'm saying you need to watch all of them like the progression of it is so wild maybe i'll watch one tonight i'm home alone they're like stealing like dvd players and then like by the end of it they're like talking to the president and they're like i'm gonna like i'll save they have a bomb like one of them is that like the bad guy has like a serum that makes him like a super person and is like a terror like could be a terrorist and so they have to like stop it (laughs) Do you remember we both like went off about Wonder Woman 84? Yeah. That was my favorite part of like the entire narrative was like the whole like dream, like wish fulfillment serum. And like the screenwriter must have been five years old because like they said what you say when you're five years old. It's like if a genie could grant you anything, what would you wish for? And you'd always be like, more wishes. And then everyone would be like, no, like you can't, you can't do, do that. that. And that was literally the plot, spoilers, but that was the plot of the movie <laughs> was the evil guy was like, I want, what was it? I can't remember, but it was like something very, like gave him the power. So technically he like, he's like, like, I want to grant all the wishes. It like, was like what Jafar does in so uh, Aladdin. Annoying. I, when I saw that, I was like, Ugh. And then I kept watching it for like the seven more hours it was on. It Sorry. felt like a, such a long movie <laughs> and it like probably like wasn't even that long. 
Here, wait, I'm adding you to a document because I have a visual guide for you. Oh my God, cute. I, well, because I assumed that you didn't know these cars and I felt like if you saw them, it would be like... Oh wait, I got it. It would be helpful. And we'll include these in the visual how do you guide not, on our website. I mean, I can't say, but how do you know where I am between 11 and 3 a.m.? I don't. Well. I thought that was also eye-opening because I feel like Oh my god, these cars are cute. Right. I like forget that. Um, well, don't look ahead. Oh, I I'm like sorry. forget. I, <laughs> I last time I do that, I like forget that it's like oh, like texting. Like you couldn't just like text or be on like four chan or something. Like they had to like do stuff like that because yeah, that's that, cute. Like, wasn't a thing. But that's more exciting. I wish we still I did agree. stuff like that. I totally agree. Instead yeah. of just being like, let's riot. Like and like the FBI is like, oh shit, there's like stuff that's gonna go down. Well, I feel like. Do we have to resort to that again because of surveillance? You tell me. You tell me. So Common Cars in the Club was the Lamborghini Countach. Also, you guys, I'll say this. I love Fast and Furious. I think cars are beautiful. I don't know anything about cars. So I'm about to butcher all of these classic car names. And I wish that I was more sorry, but I'm not. Wait, were they like rich as fuck? Well, that's the that's the other interesting thing is it seems like it kind of I think you kind of had to have money or something because like these cars weren't it wasn't like you just like bought a car off the lot and then race them like they would work on do work on them and like soup them up and change engines out and do other things like that. And so I think that like some of them I mean, there's one that I'm going to talk about that had two million dollars put into it. So some of them were definitely like you're super rich. But then like one of the guys that I was talking about, they said he was the what did I say? family car sales business which like you could do well on that but i don't yeah. think you're like a millionaire necessarily unless you're stealing everyone's catalytic converter <laughs> speaking to the person who stole mine still mad at you do you know what it's not funny but um alex was in town my friend mm-hmm. from um, new york and she still had her prius here where her mom lives around here mm-hmm and um so she was actually came home to maybe she was gonna sell it or maybe she just ended up selling it i don't remember but she was driving around and parked it on the street downtown and somebody stole somebody stole it yeah that if you have a prius or i had a honda element it's like really easy to reach the catalytic converter so like get a cage over it if you have one of those cars yeah and they're really expensive yeah it totaled my car yeah, because it was like the it was my car was shitty, so <laughs> they were like, "It's over for you." <laughs> but it was actually like kind of insane. Like I had to drive it to the garage. Well, that, you can still drive it. It just sounds like shit. It right? sounds like a fucking Harley. It was so embarrassing. I'm driving through this neighborhood in my car. Is it sounds like seven Harleys? Like it's so loud, and everyone was like, people were coming out of their houses to look at me. <laughs> Like, shut up. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but yeah, so common cars in the club were the Lamborghini Countach. Maybe it's Countish. I don't know. Ferrari Testarossa, Nissan 300ZX, Nissan GTR, Toyota Supra, and Ma- Mazda RX-7. Alex wants a GTR. That's his dream car. What is, is it? A GTR. What is that? I don't know. Check the document I sent you. You told me not to look at well, it. Well, now you can look at it. That's what it corresponded to. Oh, all the GTR. I said. That's sick. You should definitely get one. Yeah. And you can actually import them from Japan in 2024. And so that's what he wants to do. He, he'll, and he'll do it. He and will. And he will do he it. He will absolutely do it. We're about to have a fleet of cars and only one of them, mine, is 
reliable and from this decade <laughs> or from the last two decades actually Wait, he doesn't have his other like his old car anymore he only has the old old one no he has the old old one and the other one the other ones though from the 90s and then that one's from the 60s oh i didn't know he had a 90s one yeah i thought he had like a jeep no oh did he used to no oh he hasn't had a car in a long time because he totaled his other car on a speed bump oh god yeah he was in a parking garage and like the garage wasn't up to regulation and so the speed bump uh told his car oh i mean i've totaled oopsies i haven't totaled my car but i've just absolutely destroyed my honda fit so oh i've knock on wood i've never done anything like horrible to my car but i did have to get i there was a lot going on in my life. Okay, I'm just going to put that out there. But so our old place, the garages were like detached and kind of like in a row and it wasn't an electric garage door. And so I would have to park my car and it was really, really tight. So I would park my car, get all of my stuff out of my car. And this was when I would go to the gym before work. So I had like my gym bag. I had like my toiletries, like I had all this stuff and um, I would take it out and then I would close my trunk theoretically and Mm -hmm. then drive into my garage there was a time where i took everything out i forgot to close the top of my like close my trunk and so it just i went in and it just scraped and it was so painful and then once i realized it i was like oh no what do i do because like if i go back then it's just as bad or do i just keep going and then so i was indecisive and just kept (laughs) (laughs) because i was because first it was like okay i'll just go back like it's not that bad and i started going back and it made just like such a horrible noise that i was like i should just go forward i should just go forward but then that made a horrible noise so i was like i'm going back i'm going back it reminds me of spongebob when they're like you're good you're good i like oh wait wait don't no, i have go I was just going to talk about destroying my Honda Fit. Oh, go. And then so I had my beautiful Honda Element for so uh-huh. long. I never did anything to it. And it like I should have because I was like 20 years old and irresponsible. But my Honda Fit, I've only had it for like six months. And it has a fucking backup camera. And I backed into a freaking pole. But in my defense, it was okay. golden hour. And so the sunset happened to go right into my backup camera and blow it out. Oh, so you can see It was kind of a freak accident. Well, why didn't you like look behind you if you couldn't use the camera? Because it was in my blind spot. Oh, okay, okay. Like it was, it was, and I was also really stressed out. And then the same fucking day, (laughs) it was right when I moved into my new place. I backed into the pole and I was like, I hate myself. And then I was so stressed out. I pulled into my tiny, tiny garage that they call Uh a carriage house because that's what it used to be used for and i just destroyed one of my mirrors just like absolutely destroyed did it it. fall off no it it just like shredded all the plastic and then i tried to Uh glue it back together and now it's just kind of it's like so painful when you hurt your car because i feel like cars should be indestructible do you know what i mean like it just feels like it's like this big thing mad and then it's like you like look at it wrong and it like dents It's like, why is it like that? Why is it like that? Because I can drop like a fucking china plate and it won't shatter. But like, I like touch my car and it's like, <laughs> like what is that? No, exactly. And it, my the I fucked up the back so bad that I got rear-ended like two weeks ago, like by this man who was having a very bad day and he was so upset. Were you just like, it's fine? Man. I literally was like, I, you're fine. 
Like he was like, <gasps> like he was so upset. And like, I was like, I, truly, I cannot tell where the damage is. <laughs> You're, really You're good. such a good person. Because I feel like there's some people who would be like, oh my gosh, you did all of this. And then try to like use his insurance to pay for replacing your entire yeah. back. Like there's, that has happened to me. Yeah, I mean, with somebody I just, karma in high school. Would, like, that's bad energy into the universe. Oh, totally. No, the car I hit in high school, I rear end or I hit the back of somebody's car. Is that rear ending? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I rear ended somebody's parked vehicle. Um, and his bumper was already like messed up. I mean, he was a college student or a uh, high like, school senior, like he, whatever. And it was already messed up. And I made like this little dent and he ended up replacing his entire bumper and making me pay for it. But that's also the annoying thing about bumpers is like if you get one little thing in it, they'll be like, we have to take the entire thing but off. But it was already like that. <sighs> Hate. Yeah. And I was like, what? Whatever. And I had to work all summer to pay it off. Um, but yeah, my car, so my stupid garage thing. So it was all messed me. up. <laughs> <laughs> so it was all <laughs> so it was all messed up. And I like went to get it fixed. And the like nameplate on the back that's like says what brand your car is um they like got the wrong year of it and so it's like not spaced correctly and so i have to i had to go back to get it fixed but um it's like not spaced correctly and it looked like i like got my car from do you know shin like the like meme around it about how like all their stuff is like not as advertised basically and i felt like my car just looked like a shin version (laughs) of like my actual car and i was just like when i would drive around i'd be like no i mean like not embarrassed embarrassed but i'd kind of just feel like oh i probably look so stupid uh, and yeah. i hope people didn't think that i changed it out as like an aesthetic choice because it's so ugly that it's just like there is this car that used to park in my neighborhood that was like a shitty like toyota truck I mean, and it had a mercedes like you know the- <laughs> i think that's funny <laughs> it was so funny <laughs> that's like i've told you this one of my friends he has he didn't go to harvard he didn't even go to college but he has like a harvard alumni license plate frame and i think it's just like so funny i love that so much that's so funny oh man okay so we have a little bit more to go okay but the most famous vehicle on um from look yes from the midnight club is the yoshida special 930s and it was owned by one of the members of the club who was rumored to be studying to become a doctor before they settled down and ran their family business it's reported that the car had two million dollars put into it to increase its performance capabilities so i guess their family business was probably a business of doctors um (laughs) (laughs) Basics about the car. Featured a 3.6 liter stroked turbo flat six engine with a rumored output between 650 horsepower and 700 horsepower. Featured weight reduction modifications like bucket seats and to help make it more aerodynamic, it had low drag wing mirrors and didn't run any windshield wipers to avoid unnecessary drag. Had large cooling ducts. Did you actually think it was interesting? That's like really smart. Oh, okay. Like, I couldn't tell if you were being sarcastic. No, or if no, you actually stuff like, like that. Like, um, what did they call it? Aerodynamics or whatever. Yeah, is so interesting to me. Right. I had this guy in my lab, my freshman chemistry lab in college. He was so smart, but he also seemed really dumb. Like he, like, I feel like maybe he was doing it on purpose because he was like this Asian kid and he like didn't want to be stereotyped. So I feel like he acted dumb, but was actually like wicked smart. Me. And, and he um <laughs> sorry. and he rebuilt an entire car with carbon fiber and got into and transferred to mit 
So oh, good for him. Yeah. I hope he's doing well. I hope so too. I felt really smart because one time we were driving in the desert and my I had my hand out the window like a carefree music video. You mean like Friday from Rebecca Black? Yeah. And then I was doing that and then I realized that's how plane flaps work because it's like the velocity and if you like... Do you know what I mean? Like if you... Okay, test. If you go in your car and you put your hand like this and then you tilt it your hand will fly up that's how plane flaps work that's why you take off i made a lot of i was no, like it makes blown sense. away because i could not figure out how airplanes worked i mean i still am like what i fully understand now really i could build a f- airplane no but i understand like the like that's like why you take of off i mean i get the takeoff thing but like and how it like you, How can you, you ride stay in the, sky? the um, what do you call it? The air you ride the air pressure. I don't know if that's the correct terminology. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. And that just sustains because mm-hmm. it's like you the if the pressure is either high. I don't know if it's like higher or lower. Then you like float above it, and you have to. But it's about the velocity. You figured all this out with your hand out yes. of the window. Yes, I. When you go drive later, do it. Do this and then do this and your hand will fly up. But you were like, it's the air pressure and the velocity when you did that? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Wow, you are really smart. Thank you so much. Um, You should (laughs) transfer to MIT. I honestly would. I was thinking about how I want to be a psychiatrist. You should talk to Alex. She's doing that. Really? Well, not psychiatrist. She's doing, um, like, wants to be a therapist. One week out of film school and I'm like, all right, I'm a doctor now. (laughs) (laughs) I remember I wanted to be a psychiatrist for a bit. And then I was like, no. Oh, okay. Sorry. Do you... I just got really tired. <laughs> the windshield wipers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so the car was created by Yoshida-san to rival the RUF Yellowbird, which is where its nickname around pop culture of Blackbird came. I didn't understand that sentence, but maybe if you really like cars, you do. Or maybe I'm leaving out too much context and it makes no sense to anyone. Sorry. Um, there's also the air-breathing research whoa <laughs> i don't know if this is a huge typo it says there's also the air breathing research hosoki z car uh, which is a naturally aspirated datsun 280zx naturally aspirated is an internal combustion engine where air intake depends on atmospheric pressure and doesn't have forced induction through a turbocharger or supercharger it's in a lot of sports cars um, and it featured a 630 bhp l30 ett engine Wow. Um, and is the basis for the Devil Z in the Japanese anime Wangen Midnight, which depicts the rivalry between the Blackbird and the Devil Z. Cool. Wow. Okay. So in 2020, Ooh. there was a Reddit post by user not the foodie that found a website in Japanese and ha- and another user chimed in and translated it and it basically it gave some history on the midnight club and the impact the group had um, and included some additional information that wasn't part of the original article I read so I wanted to include that uh, but it said you would undergo a period of time where you were tested to see if the driver had the skills and mental capacity to do it and some took up took five years to join wow um, everybody had to agree that if you became official you'd get the silver sticker and if you were bad at driving you had to take the sticker off (laughs) um and i'm sure that was like really emotional and and hard for some people but like it's funny to me to see like a bunch of grown men be like take the sticker off (laughs) 
um the sticker would be on your muffler and would imply that you would win every time and the tradition was you'd put the midnight sticker on diagonally um and the article translation ends with quote the original leader steps down 2019 new leader is making a new start some of the members found success as professional racers some joined car manufacturers to make and race cars breaking speed records and owning car shops continuing history and tradition the new stage is limitless so people actually think that it's always been active um but just after the accident the club became like a lot more low-key I mean, respect. And I did feel like I needed to include this exchange on the Reddit thread. So Thick Sabin, Thick Sabin said, how do we know this is legit? To why would an underground criminal racing club have a website with a lot of English? <laughs> he makes valid points. Um, granted, I didn't see a lot of English on the website. I just saw it said midnight and then it said welcome and I couldn't understand anything else. Okay. So, um, and then import fanboy said the website was created by an og member they're not an underground criminal club but back then they were well known in japan they were published in magazines and their cars were at the tokyo auto salon some of them own well-known tuning shops or work in important positions at japanese car manufacturers just because nobody on the other side of the earth heard about them back then doesn't mean they're an underground club they made the website and are planning on doing a lot more stuff in public since more and more people got interested in the club in the last years and since posts like the drive tribe video or the wiki article are full of shit they want to set the facts straight now so i guess i don't know i didn't read those articles drama um but then somebody if you want like i guess for more reading um okay camel said the podcast past gas did an episode about them recently which i enjoyed it's worth checking out their videos on youtube are under the name donut media but i think it's just their podcast that covered midnight club and that is the midnight club wow thank you like i should always clap i one time um was getting late night fries Mm -hmm. at mcdonald's late night fries dude except i prefer my late night fries to be from uh in and out but yes okay but everyone thinks in and out fries are bad fries if you're not from here they're the best fries. isn't that weird i think they're just so great i love them so much but mcdonald's sometimes has a good fry i have to say and i was getting a late night fry at the mcdonald's on alvarado and temple specifically that's san francisco no that's los angeles that's los angeles i knew Um, that and it's in echo park okay that's why i didn't know it historic filipino town Mm. rise up (laughs) um and i was waiting for my midnight fry the second window and all of a sudden like the intersection was like weirdly like trafficy like for being at like midnight or like 1 (gasps) a.m street race yes and then all of a sudden like the lights turned and no one moved at the intersection and they all stopped and then you just hear down the down the street like these the so sound sick. of engines like coming close, and I was uh-huh. like, what the? and everyone in the drive thru was freaking out. It was very exciting, and then these cars just came whipping by and started doing like donuts in the circle in the mm-hmm. intersection, and there were these hot ass women like hanging out of the window, just like yeah, and like I loved it. It was so exciting. Oh, I wish I was there. And like all the people like at the intersection like were part of it, and they were all like spectators, and it was very exciting. And then they just got in their cars and left, and then you heard the police sirens come, and I was like. I love this. It's so cool. Yeah. My so. dad used to street race in your Belinda. Are you serious? When he was a kid, yeah. Oh. Because he would we would drive down the strip and he'll always be like, 
It's a good strip for racing. Oh. I remember when I was older, I was like, dad, what's the deal? And he was like, oh, we used to race down this. I street raised my sister's Tesla down the street in New Orleans. I can go from zero to 60 in like one second. Oh, that's crazy. I've heard Teslas drive different. Like it feels like a go-kart. I don't like it. I don't like the, I don't want to have a computer in my car. No, thank you. I'd like to escape the computer. Escape the machine. I actually have another transportation story. Oh. Um, Wait, a transportation-themed episode. It is a tra- trains, beep, beep. planes, and automobiles. Beep, beep. Planes, trains. Yeah. Beep, beep. beep, beep. Um, Do so you honk this at is... people? No. Okay, I don't either. I think we've talked about this on the podcast. Yeah. The one story I was going to say really fast was one time I went and got my car tuned at Honda, and they fucked up my horn and my Honda Element, so it sounded like a clown horn. <laughs> it was like, burp. like it was really lame. And this guy, like, as I'm pulling out of the Honda dealership, this is when I lived in San Francisco. This like guy was crazy, and so I went to honk at him, and it sounded like a clown horn. And I was like, <gasps> they just like because I knew that it didn't sound like that before. before. Did you get it fixed? Well, so then I was like so upset about it, and I'm like driving back to work. And I was calling them on the phone and then a cop saw me and pulled me over. And I was like, of course. And so I was like, he was like, you can't be on your phone. And I'm like, I totally know that. And I always follow that. But like these car people, man, because like they did he still give you a ticket. No. And so I explained oh. to him the situation. I was like, my car horn sounds like a cl- like like sounds like a clown car. And he was like. <sighs> no <laughs> I was like it does and I'm very upset about it and that's why I was on the phone because I literally was just there and I was going off and then he was like can I hear it <laughs> so I pressed it and he laughed so hard and then he was like keep reached and started pressing my horn <laughs> and then he said don't talk on your phone and he left oh. so I didn't get a ticket um nice but my car nice. horn and Honda didn't replace my horn so what fuck them Boo. So I had a clown clown car. I horn. feel like Honda horns generally aren't very intimidating sounding. When Alex drove a Honda Civic, it I remember he was always mad because the horn is like beep beep. That's mine. <laughs> That's mine. My little bit. No, I don't because of that. Um I'm scared of road rage. Same though. Well, speaking of road planned rage? road rage, <gasps> well, kind of rail rage. Ah! Rail rage. So I'm talking about the crash at Crush. Jeez, have okay. you heard of the story? No, I haven't. Well, let's go back to 1896. I, my favorite year. Fucking course. Um, so Crush, Texas in 1896 okay. was one of the biggest cities in the state. But the reason you have not heard of this town is because it was made, created, and gone in a day. What? Because it was invented or founded insurance fraud no for a publicity stunt that would be soon called the quote duel of iron monsters oh baby so as i said we're in 1896 and the u.s is coming off the heels of an economic downturn money is tight and jobs are hard to come by so for the missouri kansas and texas railroad better known by the nickname the katie too bad you go by kate now True. Well, I, I go, you can call me either. So the Katy, the Missouri, Kansas, Texas Railroad. No idea why it's called that. I keep thinking my camera's turning off. I'm sorry. That's why I keep looking at you. Um, they came up with a creative marketing ploy to spur passenger revenue. Um, and that's what the Duel of the Iron Masters was. So George 
William, sorry, William George Crush. <laughs> oh, I was like, George and William are like very different names. William George Crush um, came in at this point okay. and was like, you guys want to raise some revenue? And he was a passenger agent for the Katy, and he had the idea to bring some publicity to the railroad. Okay. So, quote, so he got two locomotives, put them facing each other, and brought them together in a stage collision. <gasps> that sounds expensive. Did they do, like, a miniature? Or, like, no, it was, like, full that. size? Oh, my gosh. While Crush is pitching this publicity stunt, the railroad industry is already a dominant force in the country and the Katy is growing. So I'm like, okay, why do you need publicity if you're like one of the booming industries? Greed. Well, I guess like no steady progress is no progress. Is that a phrase? That's not a phrase. No deed goes unpunished. Or like economics, like you always have to be growing if you're moderate. Whatever. Okay. Because of inflation. Yeah. You know what my mom would say? What? I'd be like, so? And she'd be like, so, so, your big toe. When I was like, <laughs> if I would lose my train of thought, which happens a lot. I don't like that. I mm-hmm. feel like you're going to chop off my toe. She'd be like, <laughs> I, that also just like unlocked a memory. Sorry. I, no, this is the go. last interjection I'll have. I need to have. make this bigger because my eyes hurt. <laughs> that unlocked this memory of like, I was sitting at home with my mom and my mom was sitting, you know, in my parents' living room, how it's like they have that like big leather couch mm-hmm. or they, I guess it's still a leather couch. But so she was like sitting there and we were like talking and then all of a sudden I like turned on like Eminem and started like rapping to my mom like in her face. But I was just like had so much energy was like jumping around and like I, I don't know why I did that. Wait, that's so funny. This is why we're best friends because I had this me- like repressed memory from such a long time ago when I joined a children's chorus for one season so I could get Slurpees on Tuesdays afternoons. This is the entire reason I joined because my sister was part of it and my dad would take her to get Slurpees. And I was like, I want to go Slurpee. So I joined. And the first song we learned, I was, was like Eminem? really, no, I was really oh. cocky about it. I came home with my little choir folder and I remember I was like, Mom, I I'm going to sing the song to you. And I just remember my actions. And now it's like just such a cringy, like repressed memory. I feel like it's the same thing. Yeah. I put it down. I like spread my legs really. And I like pulled up my pants. Like I was like, so. And then I performed it. And I was like, who taught me that? Who taught me that action? Like I, I think in my head to psychoanalyze myself, I was like, that's like what like teenager like they pull up their pants like young adults they're like 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 you know what i mean yeah no but i feel totally. like that's such a big part of your childhood is like you just want to be a teenager which is so funny because it's just like not that i want to be a kid but it's just like okay like this isn't really all that it's cracked up to be so yeah you're a teenager and you're like oh i still like hormones this still sucks for me yeah <laughs> um Actually, teenagers was like, kind of fun for me, I have to say. It was fine. Why do they need this publicity event? Mm-hmm. I have the answer. It's because of competition. <laughs> of course. Um, so the Missouri-Kansas-Texas Railroad had expanded from its base in St. Louis, um, but that's all I have. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> they, okay, so it's called the Missouri whatever i said missouri kansas texas railroad but they wanted to expand and there's a ton of competitions they're like how do we stand out by having a collision yes 
But shouldn't their competition, doesn't that make it seem like it's dangerous? Um, I think it was just so, like, it honestly was like a publicity stunt now where it's like, what's the craziest thing we can do that make will make people like... Know that this, like, was it, they just wanted people to know like, oh, they're expanding or I didn't know well, they went to also, Texas. Also, like, it forced all these people to buy tickets on their rail line to come to this made up town called Crush. Which to, is where the... Which is where they did the Crush. The crash at crush but so did they tell people they were gonna do it and yeah. so it's like you can get they tickets were advertising to for it oh i thought they were making it sound like it was an accident no i was like that <laughs> seems like people wouldn't want to like come fly on our airline our airplanes crash all the time you're like i don't want to yeah so they were like come it's like monster trucks you know what i mean oh. it was like let's fucking again this sounds this so expensive but sure. i know i don't really understand but um so the only concern apparently that they had was that would the train's boilers explode upon impact and crush was like no like definitely not oh i can see where this is going um and so that was enough for the board members to be like, let's let's do this thing. So um, word of the event was in headlines across the state and flyers were posted along the Katy Railway, encouraging riders to take the $2 round trip to see the spectacle. And when it came time for the crash, Stefan Sloan, who's, who is that? We don't know him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard of him. <laughs> Sorry. It's not even that funny. It just. <laughs> um, I don't know why that got me. Okay. Steph. Okay. This guy, I think he was a historian that I okay. got this information from. Um, he said an estimated 40,000 people came into this pop up town. Wow. Of Crush, Texas. Um, and it was just 15 miles north of Waco. If you. If you watch HGTV. Um, why? That's where the Magnolia home, uh, Chip and Joanna Gaines. Oh, is that true? Yeah, that's where they're from. And Um, they like own like a bunch of businesses in the town and stuff. I have to say, I feel like we know that Texas is big, but it's so fucking big. It's it's, huge. Have you driven across it? No, I've never been to Texas. Oh, I like Austin a lot. I would move there. Mm. But it is so big. And to drive across it, you're just like, when will this end? Um, sorry. I mean, it's a great state. You, it's just a lot of land. Because we don't have, like, the going this way in California. It's, like, going up. Yeah. Anyways, um, oh, I learned how Sloan is. He's a historian and director of the Baylor Institute for Oral History. Cool. That's who that is. Okay, so... He says there was kind of a surrealness with it. When you first hear the story, to imagine this happened, to imagine this in the middle of nowhere for a day, what would even the second largest city in Texas popped up to see this event that still seems hard to imagine that it actually occurred. But it did, and there's pictures. There's like old-timey pictures of it happening. Wow. It's so funny looking. So um, at the fictional town, a three-mile stretch of track was set up adjacent to the Katy Railway that ran through the area. On one end was a 35-ton locomotive, engine number 999, and it had a bright green body with red trimming. On the other side of the track was a 35-ton, same weight, <laughs> number 1001, and its colors were the reverse, bright red with trimmed in green. And each train also had six box cars attached, I think just for aesthetics to make it look like a train. So um, 
this guy Sloan is trying to explain why this is crazy. And like, I don't really understand it. Just like, it's crazy because it's crazy to have two trains crash. He's, yeah. but this is his explanation for it, which I think is funny. We're not that far removed from an age when the fastest you could travel was via horse. So the work you could do would be a horsepower. So to see dramatically, even in the space of a couple of generations, what happened in the 19th century, I don't think it's unusual that they would have underestimated how destructive something like this could be. But it's like, obviously it is. It's like a big ass train. But also I feel like it's like, yeah, come like to our train come use our train it's really destructive like that to me feels like bad pr i think then because everything was so new and exciting like it was just like it was fine it was just like like, we'll just die it's fine um so crush the organizer and who got the name name town name after him that why was that hard to say um he insisted to restrict the general public to a minimum of 200 yards away from the track, which doesn't still seem far enough for me. How long is two football fields? Okay. I guess that's pretty far. Um, But he allowed the members of the press with to be within a hundred yards. And um, they expected somewhere between 20 and 25,000. But as I said, um, 40,000 people showed up per train. Um, (laughs) And, over 30 special exhibition trains uh, dropped off people to this event. Fancy. So Wait, it, so did they like build, for some reason, this is probably a stupid question, did they just build railroad that like went to this made up city? No, so it it went, like the train went through this area, but then they built like a dummy track, oh. like alongside of it. Um, And so at four o'clock in the morning, the trains began their joust at four in the morning sorry four in the afternoon where am i where's my head at i was like that Um, seems weird that that feels like they wanted it to be a secret oh i didn't say it also like they literally set up a town like there was like little like stalls that you could buy souvenirs and like popcorn at it was like a little circus so does Um, that mean this is lindy like press events Oh, present. Well, Lindy has to be. Remember, he was like shitting on coffee for being four hundred years old. So I don't think it's Lindy. Okay. Well, must be though because I feel like Roman emperors were about the press, right? Yeah, propaganda. Lindy, Lindy for sure. Okay, so four o'clock hits. The trains begin. The train personnel get the trains going at full throttle, then jump off of it. Um, when it hits ten miles an hour. Then the trains are picking up steam and hurling towards each other at 50 miles per hour until they finally hit head on. Um, So this physicist at Texas College says that when the collision happened, his name is Ron Miller. I'll give him the credit. Okay. (laughs) Uh, When the collision happened, uh, the trains hit with a force of impact ranging from one to two million pounds of force. And the attached boxcars created additional waves. So it was just like a fucking disaster, obviously. Like, what do you think is going to happen when two trains? But when the trains collided, the Katie's one true concern came true. The boilers burst, sending shrapnel into the crowd. <gasps> and sadly, two people died. Um, and a, one of the press, a Waco-based photographer, lost his eye. And screws and bolts were lodged into his head. Um, 
But still, the crowd rushed towards the collision site to get souvenirs of the busted trains, and they did not realize that the smoking debris would burn their hands. Oh. <laughs> did we start this segment talking about how stupid consumers are, or was that <laughs> at last episode? I don't remember. I think it was the last one. It's pretty dumb. I know. Yeah, it was the last one. Um, so... The story obviously made national headlines and Crush was immediately fired. The publicity, the publicity was not negative. It was sensational. So he actually got rehired and continued to work for the company until his retirement in a career spanning six decades. Um, and the Katy Reavoid quickly settled lawsuits from the victims' families with cash and lifetime rail passes. The injured photographer received damages amounting to $10,000 equivalent to $300,000 in 2020 and um although the incident resulted in tragedy the kd benefited enormously from the attention it received including international recognition wow even with all those people getting despite the disaster many railroads continue to stage locomotive collisions in the following years which i didn't know yeah oh i didn't know either i feel like people just died all the time and everyone was okay with it yeah they're like yeah it's fine um, so that is the crash at Crush. <laughs> it does look really silly. Like, it looks dumb. <laughs> it's like that. Why are we doing this? It just looks stupid. I don't know. Like, I'm uninspired. <laughs> I guess, like, to all the people who think, I mean, I guess this is not Lindy. This is a non-Lindy statement. But humans have always been stupid. Like, we've always been, like, dumb and, like, entertained by, like, like actually dumb stuff. Like, that's what gets us, gets our rocks off. Well, it's funny. <laughs> gets your rocks off um it's funny because when you think about like i know alex and i get really entertained when the cats are like like hypnotized by like a string or something and so i feel like it's like oh like haha it's a string and they're so like entertained and it's like we do like the same thing which i is, know like, such stupid things like fidget spinners fidget spinners i never got into fidget spinners even though i think i would have really liked it but i never got into it because i couldn't figure out how to get it to work Maybe you didn't get a good one. You just press the middle. I actually, like, I have, when I ever had gotten my little hands on one, I was so into it. Oh, uh, what like, I do instead is I just have this, like, stress ball that I kind of, like, throw back and forth when I'm working. Maybe I should get one. Maybe that would actually help with my Yeah, ADHD. Alex also has this cube that he likes, and it just has buttons on it. And so he'll just, like, keep it in his hand and just, like, press them. Shit. All right. ADHD fan. You know. Uh, okay, well, I guess <laughs> I guess that's it. Uh, thanks so much for listening or watching. Just a reminder, we have a video version of the podcast. You can check out YouTube, type in Shut Up, Keep Going. Um, and we have some of our most recent episodes on video. And in the foreseeable future, we will continue to do that. Uh, new episodes every Friday. Image guide. Shut Up, Keep Going, all one word. Thank you so much for listening. If you ever have a topic that you think would be fun for us to look up, feel free to submit it to our Instagram. We do check the DMs. And uh, I just might read your DM out loud and make fun of you. <laughs> Sorry. I think his name was Ethan. Christian. No. I don't. It was in the I last episode. With an a. Alan? Anders. I don't know. Listen to the last episode and find out what I'm talking about. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. <laughs> bye.